calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover. And you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. You're listening to Book Club Babes. Let's get into it. Hi! Hello. How's it going? Oh, good. I'm still feeling riding on my high from, well, yeah, earlier last week. Interviewing Angeline. Coolest thing about having a book podcast ever. If you've ever considered having a book podcast, podcast like you're like that would be cool i 100 percent recommend that you do it and you should hit us up because we can tell you how to do it because we support other people like that yeah but yeah. if you want to talk to authors and like ask them about the book that you love that you just read start a book podcast <laughs> start start a book bird start a book bird ah oh, so cool so cool Did, what was your favorite part from the interview <laughs> um favorite part from the interview well, she was saying <laughs> some really nice things to us, That's which was true. lovely. Made me feel warm in my black, black, cold heart. Yes. And what else? Oh, I just getting confirmation about Jamie and just all the little sneak peeks about things, oh. like getting your mind going, like the mm-hmm. small little details that she was allowed to. Anyways, I'm just excited mm-hmm. to go back. Get mm-hmm. me back on Sugar mm-hmm. Island. Angeline. My favorite part was when she explained the Grant push- pushing the knife in, or the um, Leroy pushing the knife. Who who did it? I can't even remember at this point. Yeah, Dr. Leroy. Leroy Lear-wa. pushing the knife in yeah. further into Grant kind of taking the blame off Mr. Bailey. I loved mm-hmm. that. I loved that. And I'm surprised I didn't catch on to that. But, like, oh, that's so good. Because he probably wasn't dead. So it's like, he didn't really do it. Mm-hmm. You don't got True. the story. Leroy yeah. did it. Okay, what's up? What's new? What's up with new? Um, I'm reading Local Woman, or I'm listening to, uh, correction, mm-hmm. Local Woman Missing. Which that's a good is one. Good so far. And then, oh, wait, no. Other way around. I was right. I was reading. <laughs> oh, my God. Are you oh my God. stoned? <laughs> no. No. 
I was. Re- I'm reading. Fuck. I'm reading <laughs> Local Woman Missing now and listening to a book called Emma in the Night, but they're both like missing people who oh, who no. done it. Yeah. You're, going, you're gonna get the storylines intertwined. Uh, it is already. It is. <laughs> it makes it fun though, because then you can yeah. like you can guess for both of them. Like maybe you have a mm. twisted guess. <laughs> True. Well, it le- it does kind of help that one the Emma in the Night is like teenagers. Mm, so perfect. it does kind of help, but still, I'm like, who? Where am I now? That'll get you. That'll get you. What about you? you? What What about you, though? I'm reading all the same shit except for I finished that Colleen Hoover one. Uh, it ends with us. It starts with us. The whatever one that was the second one. I finished <laughs> that, and no. it was good. Like I went to read the reviews, and every single person is like, the book that the book that never should have been like it was very clearly um just done i don't want to say the cash grab but like it didn't need to exist like there wasn't oh, it didn't really expand the it did expand the storyline but like not mm. in any kind of any crazy way, way. Yeah, yeah 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 yeah. so um mm. i agree but it was good because i like that little couple they're cute so it was kind of nice to read another story about them i'm Listen. not read I've not read or listened to either. Hmm. You should give it a try because there's a movie coming out and Blake Lively is in it. Oh, shoot. Well, I'm going to have to watch that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But people are, um, there's some controversy about it because they really wanted this other um, actress. I don't know who. I don't know who she is. But she would have been perfect for the main character. But then they chose Blake Lively and like a snap came out with her in this outfit that was like totally not what lily bloom would wear it was weird so people are up up they're in arms up in there's arms. a hubbub they're there's a hubbub. There's a hubbub. they're the peanut what's that called the peanut, peanut gallery they're the peanut gallery yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of talking from the peanut gallery mm-hmm. should we you got talk- anything else to share oh there are two new babes oh <gasps> tell me kaylee and michelle Yo. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. Big Bowie time. says welcome. Do you see her? Oh, she just left. She gone. Goodbye. Bye. Um, yes. Welcome. Thanks for coming. We're we stoked. We should do another. Oh. 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 Me? Oh. We should do another what? Um, Pet pet pick call out. Oh, yeah. We haven't done that in a long time. And there's a bunch of new babes. So, yeah, we I should do that. I love the pets. Maybe someone will have a snake snake <laughs> and if you got a snake you got to put a hat on it specifically you put a party hat on it oh yeah. you must you must Who's this coming into my house, my house. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay 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 let's ready spaghetti so, yes ready spaghetti This month, we are reading Meet Me at the Lake by Carly Fortune, and this week, we're talking about chapters one to seven, and it is very cool to read a book about our hometown. (laughs) It's pretty cool. Huntsville, which is... Yeah, they do. Where I live, I mean, fuck it, who cares? This is where (laughs) I live. It's so cool. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
it is interesting, but also I like kind of want to roll my eyes at the same time. Why? Oh no, maybe we're having conflicting opinions. I don't know. Okay. We What's happening? What's happening? Well, like I feel like it's like a little like it's true, but also a little far fetched. For Muskoka? Yeah. Or the storyline. Muskoka. Like Yeah, I don't know. I okay. Don't know. Okay. Maybe I... I'm interpreting it differently. Maybe because like, I related to the way she describes Muskoka like hard. Hmm. Well, like hmm, I'm thinking more like the resort vibe that it's giving. I'm like, that's not really. Hmm. And like people aren't employed. I don't know. Maybe just because I'm like, there's a lot of hardship here as well. It's not just what you like see yeah. the fancy things. Cottages, so yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's why I'm just like. I don't uh... know. Well, I I don't know. I got I I got the vibes. Uh, I liked it. It kind uh, of reminded me like of like Port Cunning, Cunning Tin Lodge, Huntington Lodge. Yeah, or um, there's another one. There's one in it's like Trillium Resort or something like where they've got the little cabins and like a nice kind of reminded me of that. Oh, like a little Arrowhan Pines. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I wrote down some quotes about the stuff. Although I will say this this date in toronto that's what's getting me <laughs> yeah okay i'm not i'm not sold on that i'm like what fucking date like what did you do <laughs> yeah yeah you know what i mean okay mm-hmm. let's just talk about it so chapter one and it is now versus then <laughs> not right now the opposite of now okay so first we meet fern who is currently hiding out in her mother's office at Brookbanks Resort. Jamie, who is the resort's general manager, is coming to check on her and saying that she can't back out now. Um, It seems like she's facing some tricky feelings, like how the resort isn't full and it's peak season, and how, quote, being here sometimes makes me feel like I've regressed, end quote. That's a shitty feeling. So, like, mm-hmm. already you're like, oh, this is tumultuous. Um, And then I wrote, it seems Jamie and Fern have a past together. She keeps remembering has as a ki- she keeps remembering him as a kid. Oh, turns out they are exes. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> that would be hella awkward. Um, and we learn a little bit about Jamie and mostly just that he's a bit of an attention seeker, but it doesn't seem like in a bad way. I think she describes him at one point as like a golden retriever. So like Mm -hmm. just that kind of energy. Um, apparently Fern has been dodging the Hanovers who are a guest at the resort, um, and a lot like a repeat guest all week and they check out tomorrow. So she must go to the dining hall tonight, right now. They want to give her their condolences in person. Um, Fern managed a trio of coffee shops in the west end of Toronto called Filter, which is actually a very cool name for a coffee shop. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a fourth one opening soon. So she she had mentioned this because she's like, I know how to talk to customers. I know how to talk to people. Like, I should just be able to do this. Um, Fern's mother, Margaret, used to be the face of the resort and make appearances in the restaurant in the evenings she would mingle with the guests. She knew that making an appearance was important, and so Fern feels like she has to kind of do the same thing. 
Um, she feels like as she, soon as she goes out there, quote, it's official. Mom is gone and I am here. I got a big sad face. Little mm-hmm. bit of a trigger for me in this one, but uh, I yeah. knew that this happened going in. My friend Darby actually told me about this book and then she was like trigger warning like dead mom and I'm like thank you it's actually like really good to know yeah um we maybe should have mentioned that at the top but trigger warning dead mom so then we find out that Fern's mother Margaret died in a car accident with a deer having gone through the windshield and it was sudden so it was unexpected that sucks Fern is currently 32 and is now making small talk with the Hanovers. She doesn't want to talk about her mother's death or the future of the resort. She's actually realizing that she's kind of mad at her mother for leaving Fern the resort and also for dying, which are like very normal feelings in that stage of grief. She can't believe that she's back sleeping in her childhood bed and has been struggling with insomnia. We then meet her BFF Whitney, who sounds like a true Muskoka gal, um, and she ends up telling Fern that she's spending too much time in her pajamas, <laughs> and that's exactly what she needed to hear, so she starts getting dressed again. Um, so it turns out that Jamie and Fern knew each other long before they started dating. His family's cottage is down the lake, and their grandparents knew one another. That's actually like a common thing that happens here with like cottagers I think mm-hmm. um or so I've been told because I'm not a I don't got a cottage on a lake yeah true debt <laughs> he's trying to convince Fern to go and say hello to all of the other guests before the Canada Day fireworks start when she suddenly sees a very tall man enter and the front desk is empty still this is like a call back to how earlier she was mentioning that They had hired a new front desk receptionist woman, and she was, like, never at the desk. So she was like, Mm -hmm. Mom probably would have already gotten rid of her, but times are tough. She decides to take this opportunity so that she does not have to go and say hello to the guests, which I'm like, yeah, you do that. So she's describing the guy. She obviously thinks he's very handsome. He's clearly very tall because she mentions that. Side note, have you ever been attracted to height in men? Like, is that something that get, that you're like, you know how some women are like, he's got to be at least six, whatever. No, it's I'd not like, something. No, me neither. I've literally never cared. Justin's taller than me, but, but not by much. Yeah. Like, so it's not something I've been like, hey, yeah. I must have somebody who is six feet, three inches tall. Some men are, or some women are like that. I know. It's, it I is know. bizarre. Kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. Limiting your own dating pool. Right? Just by height. And around like, here, it's know. slim pickings, so. Well, Justin's not from around here. So. No, this is true. Yes. <laughs> Very weird, though. Um, Maybe I just don't care because my, my, I think my dad's like 6'8", or, or sorry, 5'8", or 5'10". So, like, right. I didn't grow up with that, like, mm-hmm. influence, so it doesn't matter to me. Like, I just see yeah like a man for a man he's tall and handsome. <laughs> the guy has an expensive suit and she's tagging him as a man from toronto or montreal she montreal. thinks that he seems montreal routine she thinks he seems familiar but she really can't place him until she does and she's been trying to forget him yeah. <laughs> it is june 4th not now 
but then <laughs> then <laughs> it's not right now it was then it's then <laughs> it's then okay i love that for us okay 10 years ago um fernie as she's called by her friends and whitney her bff um are together on a st- stalled re are stalled to are together on a stalled streetcar yep dang um yes and they've only got five minutes to get to the station and they got to get to the station because whitney's gotta go I've literally been in this exact situation. I find like I don't know. I think I'm resonating with the book because I lived in Toronto in my 20s. Yes. I longed to be home, but I didn't. Like it's it's a yes. of my life. So I was gonna say I can. I was gonna ask you about how you felt about the Toronto portrayals because you did spend a lot of your 20s in the city. Yeah, yeah. and I found it was accurate. It was so cool to know exactly what she was talking about. Like yeah. you, we read a lot of books, and a lot of them take place in the states, so you have no idea. Mm-hmm. like the surroundings but when she was describing the bus depot like I used to be there all the time <laughs> yeah yeah whoa cool because Whitney cannot stay one more second they've got to hoof it to the bus depot so Bernie is kind of upset that Whitney can't see Toronto through her eyes um, and that she'd rather be two and a half hours north in Huntsville um and they've kind of been on eggshells ever since their big fight over fern's self-destructive behavior yeah that being said jamie and whitney are anxious for her to get back home um and in fact we find out that she should have come home after her last exam in april but she's been convincing her mom to let her stay until graduation which happens to be in nine more days. Dang. Yeah. So she, Whitney gets picked up off. She goes to work, which is called, it sounds like this is before her new place. Yeah. Like working. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cause it's called the two sugars, which is also kind of cute. It's very cute. I actually had that same thing where I was like, wait, this isn't, the, am I, what? Like I was really confused, but obviously mm-hmm. she's in her twenties versus her. Yes. 30s. Yeah, Exactly um she's on sorry she's walking to work and while she's doing that she's thinking about high school and all the rumors that wait for her at home and she feels like she's always going to be known as that girl who went off the rails which obviously we're leading up to something um also for anybody who's like thinks that about themselves I don't even remember half of the people that I went to high school with. Yeah. Like, especially not shit that happened. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So don't ever feel like coming back to your hometown is bad. Also, I'm from, I live in my hometown and I purposely don't look at people that I went to high school with. So just do the same thing. Nobody just wants to see thing. each other. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And honestly, four years have gone by and yes, small towns are small towns, but like, the people's moved on. Mm-hmm. She goes to go into work, but the door is locked. Um, when she is let in, she is met with a smell of fresh paint. And her co-worker also lets us know that Fern has cut her hair. And it's pretty drastic. Like, she's chopped it off. 
like shaved like shaved it off so she yes, didn't even grab yes. it in her fingers yeah exactly it's chopped right off um so her coworker fills her in that they're getting a mural installed and some one of us has to babysit and that's been him for the last few days and now it's Fern's turn to babysit the artist. Um Fern remarks that the mural is just kind of basic. It sounds like like a tr- Torontoscape held by a raccoon or something like that. Um and then the artist comes in who had happened to be there the whole time and is like, hi, it's me, your basic Michelangelo mural guy. Oops. Um, when she sees him, though, he's obviously a massive babe. <laughs> mm. um, but she um, <laughs> remarks that... <laughs> um he is obvious he's likely insufferable because of the hotness factor that he has Mm, yes we find out his name is will baxter and that they'll be stuck together for the next little bit and then her co-worker is like be nice to each other goodbye i'm going to the island which i know where that is that's cool (laughs) Love the island. Love it's it. really nice. Okay. So Fern has definitely confirmed he's a babe and specifically his lower lashes. She's like, it's doing it for her for some reason. That's weird. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, She's watching him and he's, she's like, okay, well, I guess your mural isn't terrible. It's just not what I would have picked, which is fair, I guess. That is art. It is subjective. Yes, exactly. Um, She's missing the old shop before the makeover because it was very eclectic and um, it sounds like a cool vibey little place, but they've tried to modernize. Um. Will says that he understands that feeling and that he gets it when he comes back to Vancouver. It's like he has to get to know the city all over again. And I'm like, okay, that was kind of eye-rolly cringy, Will. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Fern is staring at Will while Jamie is very confused. He does not know what's going on. (laughs) Mm Mm-mm. Turns out Will hasn't changed much except the expensive suit and she keeps saying like a $200 haircut, which how can a man get a $200 haircut? If what you're spending he- $200 on your haircut <laughs> and you're a man, you're doing something wrong. Or very right if you've got that guess. money to throw away, but like, I wow. Guess. Okay, anyway, expensive suit and $200 haircut. It has been 10 years since she saw him last. We find out that she spent... One day with Will and thought that he was her soulmate. It's like a little bit of a red flag, I think. Just like, mm. But we got to mm. find out what happened, I guess. I guess. Um, quote, it was his idea to show up at the resort. I showed up. He's nine years late. So turns out they were supposed to meet together at the resort and he never came. So she didn't see him. Big no show. Big no show. So that's like all of those feelings she was having about trying to forget him. So she ends up watermeloning 
Jamie, which I actually love. It was like their secret code word when they needed like an escape from someone they were stuck with or whatever. Um, and he covers for her while she literally runs away. She just runs out of the resort. She's like, I gotta go. It's bad diarrhea. <laughs> Wait, that's too real for me. Oh, I'm sorry. It is. Sorry. <laughs> he chases her outside. Will does. And she falls. Will picks her up and says that her cut looks bad. And Fern's mind is just like racing. So she asks him what he's doing at the resort, and he's surprised that her mother didn't tell her and that she didn't know he was coming. Apparently, her mother has hired him as a business consultant. They met last summer, and that's when Fern tells him that her mother is dead. <laughs> that would be shocking, and of course, Will is shocked. Yes. I feel like that would be shocking um, and awkward. You'd be like, uh, oh, like, what do you what do? Emotion. Right? What emotion yeah. is appropriate right <laughs> yeah. now? Uh, how do I, how do I respond? Um, anyway, so he's shocked and doesn't know what to do. And that, and then he realizes that that's why Fern is there. Like, you know, he probably, I don't know what he thought. Maybe mm-hmm. he thought that his mom, her mom told her and she came to her. But and then they were she's like, like yeah, yeah. But she's oh. like, no, my mom's dead. <laughs> Thank you very much. Literally, um, she's dead. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Jamie comes to check on her and she tells him she's fine. And this is when Will recognizes Jamie's name. So clearly something's going on there as well. The fireworks start, and as Will walks away, she thinks about his last words to her. You and me in one year, Fern Brookbanks, don't let me down. End quote. Mm. As the fireworks start. <laughs> mm. Picture it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I think I'm just a cynic, so I'm like, fuck love and fuck love stories, bitch. I'm a little bit of a cynic. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I don't know. Fern is pretending to read a zine and look up her and look at her t- Toronto to do list. So she kind of has a bucket list going. Um, but really, she's just staring at Will, who says that he can feel her judgment and it's very loud. And she <laughs> thinks he is now funny and hot, which of course she does. Um, he suggests to put on some music and I just had to write down that she suggested Vampire Weekend and I'm like, hey, yeah. Yeah, girl, get it. Um, and then he asks what she was listening on to, um, on her way here and she explains that it was Peter's playlist and he asks if Peter is her boyfriend and we find out it's not, but it's her mom's best friend who we find out later essentially raised her. Um, it's kind of and their thing the resort. and it works at the resort. It's been their thing. Like they've always done this. It's been between Fern and Peter encourages her to put it on. Um, and he is realizing and recognizing the bands that are on the playlist. And now she's like, well, shit, he's funny, hot and has good taste in music. Sign me up. She's like, it's a hat trick, baby. It is. She's like, Jamie, who? <laughs> Jamie who? Triple fat, triple fat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She 
ends up offering to make him a coffee and we find out that obviously she's clearly very passionate about barista-ing. Um, she's in the zone and we find out that her she usually does hearts for everyone and her in like latte art uh, and her fave customers don't get a heart and she doesn't realize that Will gets a fern until she's done pouring because she's in the ground. <laughs> And then we find out that only her fave faves get a fern. So she's already like, oh, man, I was like clairvoyant to it. Or I something. already think that he's my soulmate. soulmate. <laughs> Why are we like this? I don't know. I But I don't even. We wouldn't have it any other way. Okay. Anyways. Okay. So essentially. Fern has like her grown-up journal that her mother gave her as a graduation gift and it's housing her Toronto bucket list Um, and we find out that Will grew up near High Park which Fern has not been to. She then feels drawn to ask him the unbasic places that she can visit. Then we get to learn a little bit more about fern's past there's something happened with her during the summer she was 18 by the sounds of it rumors were spreading of fern's antics and too many people knew who i was with and what happened um so she got assigned to the outfitting hut where she met jamie we find out that he is three years older and a a flirt to the highest order and he's got that kind of like surfer bro-y type vibe of him um but the thing that she liked most about him is that she didn't get treated differently by him being the owner or daughter of the owner also i wonder what happened what what? i want to know about these antics hopefully it's just like breaking into the school or like stealing someone's car (laughs) I don't know. Just minor theft. Yeah. No assault. <laughs> no assault. Okay. Um, so because of this, like her, his treatment of her, she's decided to kiss him on the August long weekend. And they've been together for the past four years ever since. Cool. Um, so then Fern asks Matt, Will, Max, Will. <laughs> <laughs> totally not who's max <laughs> no oh fuck um she asks will what the deal is with vancouver and we find out that he graduated from emily carr which i'm like goals that would be so sick yeah um and she She's remarking on some of the pins that he has, and she is told that his girlfriend gave it to him, and he is an illustrator, and he does mostly comments, and Fred is like an art director, and then we find out that Fred is actually his girlfriend, and she's like, Oh, she's cool and has a cool name. But I'm like, Fern, you've got a cool name. Fern's way better than Fred. True. (laughs) Yes, yes. 
like I said before, that Peter helped raise her, um, Fern, that is, and was the head patissier at the resort. And this is where her musical influence has also came. And we find out more about Peter's playlist, which um, they end up sending back and forth to each other. So it is now Fern's turn and she is making the endings playlist. We find out that Will's mom is quite savage and cold and telling him that he's not a true artist because he cool. draws in a box. Yes, cool, exactly. Cool, 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 cool. Um, so she, so then Will asks her like, what's her thing? Like, what does she do? And she just says that she's basic, which shocks Will. She's looking at the mural and she notices that he's drawn a fern on the plane's like rudder at the back he could show her some of his favorite unbasic spots before he heads back to vancouver tomorrow (laughs) got to go goodbye Mm -hmm. um and then she's just like uh yeah but what about jamie but she keeps that thought to herself fern can't sleep so she texts her bff whitney who is also awake at 2 a.m. because she has a five-month-old baby. Whitney Sucks immediately... Sucks to suck. You've <laughs> got <laughs> <laughs> these one-liners today. They're zinging. Maybe I should relax more often. <laughs> <laughs> so Whitney immediately calls her to get the details on Will showing up to the resort. Um, we find out the significance of cabin 20, which is where Will is assigned, is that it's directly across from Fern's house on the resort grounds. Her and Whitney used to play mystery guest, uh, like a spy game that they made up where they would low-key stalk whoever was staying there, which is funny, <laughs> but also reminded me of Harriet the Spy. And of course they were doing that if they're our age. Like, yeah. of course they were. Um, yes, yes. That I would have done the same out. thing. Yeah. And like... imagine like being the guest though and you're like i think these two small girls are following us around and writing about us yeah okay whitney tells her fern that she needs to stay in muskoka uh fern knows that this is true at least until she figures out what is happening with the resort turns out she used to date the owner of filter philippe until he cheated on her she hasn't dated anyone since, but I mean, hookups are fine. Don't think that she's being approved. Oh, <laughs> hell yeah. Uh, she's wanted her own coffee shop for a long time. Um, She wants to call it Fern. She's got this vision of it just being like, or sorry, Ferns. She's got this vision of it just being like super cozy and warm, which sounds delightful. I would love to hang out there. Just vibey. She, just vibey. She's thinking that she wanted too she could sell the resort and fund her own business but it doesn't feel right to her because it's been in her family for 50 years um so she goes down to get a glass of water and notices that will's light is on across the way in cabin 20 um she's looking at him and he waves at her and then his light turns on hate that kind of weird <laughs> i don't like that, that either i'd hate it i don't like that either <laughs> Like, just don't watch people in windows in the dark, man. <laughs> Imagine he just did it for, like, fucking ten minutes. <laughs> Hi. Oh, Hello. Yeah. 
Uh, Fern wakes the next morning from a nightmare where she hits a deer, only it's not a deer, it's Will. So, read into that. Um, And this dream is new because typically she's been dreaming that her mother is making pancakes on repeat. It's like this whole thing. It's a Sunday. It used to be their thing. Her mom never had time for her. She was always working, but on Sundays it was their day and she would make pancakes for her and they would sit down and eat it. So she's just having this dream that her mom never stops making pancakes, which kind of seems like her work life mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. like their life intermingling their dreams. Anyway, she calls Reggie, who is the accountant, and he agrees to meet with her even though it's a Sunday. That's probably bad. I don't think that's a, a red thing. flag. I would be <laughs> yeah. like, well, are you sure you don't want to meet on Monday? Monday? Yeah. You're skipping church. <laughs> oh, fuck. Well, he doesn't go good. to church. We do find that out. Rut row. Uh, he's an accountant and he doesn't go to church? He's going so, to hell. <laughs> y'all need Jesus. <laughs> and his name is Reggie. Done. Lucifer's he's got to go. got the door open. <laughs> okay, there's a knock at the door, and Fern knows that it's Peter. He's been at the resort. This is when we find out that he's been at the resort since her mom was still in high school. So that's how long they had been friends for. He's brought Fern some boxes, and she knows exactly what's in them. She didn't realize her mom saved them. And then there's something about a fire? Which is like, hmm. okay. But I think that has to do with her being like a delinquent teenager as well. I believe so, yes. <sighs> okay. So she asks him if he knew that her mom hired a consultant. And he says yes. But that he's forgotten. Um, Fern can tell that Peter has been off since her mom died. So clearly they were very close. The next morning, Fern decides she's going to channel her mother and set the tone with Will. She goes, which I fucking love. I'm like, yes, you do. Like, that's like a good thing to to take. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. She goes to cabin. Yeah. She goes to cabin 20. And when Will comes to the door, she can tell that she's woken him up. She tells him they should talk. And he says he'll be over in 10 minutes. So it turns out a friend of Will's got married at the resort the year prior. And that's how he met her mom. The firm that he works for specializes in rebranding, etc., and he says that he has a soft spot for struggling businesses. They emailed a little, and then her mom reached out with a proposition, a four-week stay for his help in Mm -hmm. lieu of payment, right? Mm -hmm. She finally ends up asking Will why he didn't show nine years ago. Did he forget? He says, no, he didn't forget but she wouldn't have liked who he was back then anyway, question mark, which I don't like this. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean, dude? Like, mm, mm-hmm. what the hell? Like, no. What the hell? That don't mean, no. Before he leaves, he tells her he'd like to help and for Fern to think about it. <laughs> Forget about it, but think about it. <laughs> think about it. <laughs> you got me, you got me. <laughs> I get you. Think about it. Just think about it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, June 14th, 10 years ago. (laughs) Are you okay? Yeah. 
I've got the gigs. Okay. She is texting Jamie while Will is getting ready. And she's like, nothing to see here. Keep keep this to myself. Blah, blah, blah. Um, she, she deceives him. Mm, he she does. To, he wants to like hang out with her on the phone and smoke a joint. And she says she doesn't have any weed, but she does. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, bitch. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> Let's get some shows. Let's get some joints. Let's get some boys. This boy sucks. This boy <laughs> that calls. Boy, so- <laughs> that boy rules. <laughs> this boy is. This boy's haircut is two hundred dollars. <laughs> He hate us, but love us. <laughs> All right, I'll shut up now. Okay, 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 okay. Um, she is like, I'm going offline. She doesn't tell Jamie this, but she's like, I'm offlining right now, and I'm going to pretend that I'm not going home in nine days. Uh, they're getting ready to go on the TTC. TTC, <laughs> yeah, you know me. Yeah, ting, ting, ting. <laughs> um, we find out that... Will loves all things lemons and takes some lemon candy. I do too. Mm-hmm. It is good. You're <laughs> sour like you're sour and sweet like a lemon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, lemons mm-hmm. aren't really sweet. Just candied versions. I guess. Yeah. True. True. Candy. If you were to version. eat a lemon, it wouldn't be. Yeah, it's sour. No. Uh, da, 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 da. We find out. Uh, he talks more about his um girlfriend fred and she's like oh no don't talk about her um we find out that his parents had split up and that he has traveled and he travels a lot um he's been to new york and pei he's talking about the patches on his bag um and this was all family vacations before they split um but he's not actually sad because they're better apart his dad's a lawyer and his mom moved to rome after they split (laughs) she sounds so fucking pretentious yes yes she's like a sculptor or some shit yeah like Like, how are you um, making money she's mm -hmm. not she's probably Mm -hmm. anywhere will does feel bad that he doesn't get to see her very often um fern wonders if she'd ever move back to toronto which his mom would respond to her as saying that Toronto is the birthplace of mediocrity. So she does not like the fact that he lives there. Cool. 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 Yeah. He is closer, close with his young, younger sister, Annabelle, who's three years younger than him. Um, And then Fern explains to Will that she's never been anywhere. Um, She went to Victoria once um after her grandparents moved out there but before then she had lived with her grandparents at the resort with her mom um and she tells him that she's going to bamp leaves this part out with jamie in november she explains to him that it's a good opportunity because of their family business it could teach her some things and he asks if she's planning on running the resort one day and she and then will can tell that obviously she does not want to run the resort run the resort one day he explains to her that you know you can tell a stranger anything um especially when they're leaving the next day um because we'll never likely see each other again 
red flag. Mm-hmm. She responds with um, the consequences. That's why I'm not saying anything. And she doesn't tell him this, but she learned about consequences when she was 17. Setting the house oh. fire, stealing the car. Like, what are you doing, Fern? The minor arson. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Chapter seven now. Wrote down this quote because I was like, oof, obviously Carly has been to Huntsville because it is. This is how the chapter starts. Mm, True. This part is, yeah, a good descriptor. Downtown Huntsville is choked with cottagers and tourists from May until the trees give up the last of their fall color. Isn't that the fucking truth? Because let me tell you, there is a route to get to the stores on the other side of the bridge. That involves going downtown, and it is very quick. Also, to get to my my favorite pop, my favorite pot shop, very quick. It would take you know three minutes. Yep. I will mm-hmm. literally drive all the fucking way around because I don't want to go downtown because it's so packed with people. Mm-hmm. It's yes. busy on a weekend there. That's for sure. Uh, so yes, good job, Carly. Okay, so when Fern's mother died, Whitney had come to get her. Um, it sounded really sweet and like kind of symbolic to their friendship because it sounds like they've also kind of had a rocky friendship, but without, she didn't, she came to get her before Fern even found out that it had happened. Yeah. And she doesn't drive in the city. She had brought her baby. Like mm-hmm. it was a whole thing. She's meeting Reginald Oswald, her accountant. He asks about her grandparents. So it sounds like her grandparents and her mother were quite close. Um, Only her grandfather made it back for the funeral due to her grandmother not being in great health. And they are, as you said, in Victoria. Um, It also turns out that the the resort finances are break even and her mother has stopped taking a salary. Nope. That, That ain't right. Nope. Poor mom. Fern is feeling disappointed in herself that she didn't know any of the numbers for the resort um, based on the questions that Reginald was asking her and also that her mother didn't share much with her about it. That would be like a yucky feeling. Mm -hmm. She's realizing that while she helped to make Filter a success, Brooke Banks has floundered. She asks Reggie if he has time to break it all down for her, and he does. She's feeling a tiny bit excited about running the resort now because it's kind of like her her actual job, just yeah. in a scenario that she didn't want to be in. Mm-hmm. Reggie tells her that her mother was proud of her and that she wouldn't have left the resort to her unless she thought she could do it, which is like mm-hmm. a little like, vote of confidence. Mm-hmm. Hmm. She realizes she is more underdressed than Reggie's wife, Rosemary, who is working in her garden right now. So she's like, I think maybe if I'm going to do this whole resort thing, I got to get some clothes. So she stops at some stores and she finds some clothes that she can start wearing at the resort. Good for her. <laughs> Why am I being yeah, so bitch. sassy? <laughs> yeah, bitch. Why am I being so sassy about that? Good okay. for you and your clothes. Yeah, your capri pants. How nice. Yeah, nice capris. Not. Not. Maybe they would be nice for if you had to work at a resort. I don't know. I've never done that. I have a pair of workout capris. That's about it. Don't they call those like one eighth or something? They call them or three quarters. Yeah, one eighth. One eighth. (laughs) Yeah. One eighth of a pant. 
<laughs> this is like how much of it is gone. Seven, seven eighths, I think, is what it's called. <laughs> okay, yeah, seven eighths. That's what they One call eighth, just a diaper. <laughs> just a waistband. Just, just the waistband, yeah. Just the waistband. Oh, okay. A one eighth pant. I've got plenty of one eighth pants. I need oh, some seven eighths. It's called the. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my, God. Uh, my tummy hurts from laughing. Got the gigs. All right, so she's got her capris. That's good. Um, <laughs> even though it doesn't mean that she might not sell the resort, she's decided that she wants to give an honest effort at making the resort work, which is probably where the rest of the book is going now. She calls Philippe and quits, and she says it feels real good. And then she heads to cabin 15 for the weekly cocktail hour. Something she says as she's walking over to cabin 15, a.k.a. Rose's cabin, is this quote, which I felt in my soul. Quote, I didn't appreciate how stunning it is here when I was growing up. End quote. Which makes sense, Mm -hmm. because when you're born somewhere, you don't understand. But when you go away and come back, you're like... it's pretty here i still feel that like in the spring in the fall i'm always like wow Mm -hmm. i'm so lucky to live here i always say that to marty i'm always like we're so lucky to live here i don't think that he understands because he only left well he left twice but once he was still kind of close we i feel lucky and i have only like went to north bay for three years but other than that but i feel lucky and privileged to to live here even it's crazy I love where we live. I don't want to leave. That was my most, that was my most like pivotal life moment when I realized in my 20s that I wanted to live in Muskoka and it wasn't like regressing and it wasn't Mm -hmm. embarrassing to want to live there where you can get in the car and drive to the grocery store in five minutes instead of an actual hour Mm or like, you know, it's just nice. Part of your realization, self-realization story, the beginning chapter. The path yeah. of my life journey. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So, and the roses have invited a special guest to cocktail hour. Of but course, they have. Well, Fern realizes that she could probably use Will's help if she's being honest. But can she work with him? Question mark. Mr. Rose wants to know how they know each other, so Will tells them they are surprised to find out that Will used to be an artist and decide to share with Will that Fern was once brought home in a cop car when she was a teenager. Um, Will then tells the table that his day with Fern was the most exciting thing that happened to him in his youth, and I'm like, what the fuck did they do on this day in Toronto? Mm-hmm. The Roses then ask where the girl is that he was here with last year when they met. And Bring he us tells the them, lady. <laughs> Bring us the lady. Where's the lady? <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Laying in the trap. Okay. They want to know where she is and he tells them that they have broken up. Dun, dun, dun. We're friends off right now. Goodbye. Goodbye. By the time they leave and are heading home, that's Fern and Will, they are both pretty drunk. 
Fern thanks him for redirecting the story that Mrs. Rose wanted to tell earlier about her, which was the cop car story. When that happened, he was like, he just like, he was like, I think he, well, I've heard this one before or something like that, which was really weird. I've never heard of someone clapping really loudly before speaking. I don't know. (laughs) Just seems weird. Well, then it's then (laughs) might start start doing it, though, just to see how we should. Well, that'll be me. Uh, you gotta make a dad yeah, getting up great voice. Idea. well <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's me a slap on the knee uh, yeah i guess you're right <laughs> oh, that's me okay sorry i'm so sorry <laughs> um okay they're both drunk the redirection turns out this is kind of a BD, everybody. Will has been living in Toronto for 10 years. Fuck off. <laughs> yes, he has. Fern mm-hmm. pieces out. She's like, you know what? Fuck you. That night, she dreams the pancake dream, but it's Will making pancakes and not her mother. Then she eats his heart out while the pancakes burn question <laughs> that was mm-hmm. weird yeah it that's was weird. that's a way to end that's <laughs> yeah. a way to end it gotta eat, eat your heart out eat your heart out boys i think that she's done some arson and was self-destructive that way she's but like bad, did, she re- did she burn down the resort mm, true because in the box journal. is her mom's journal so it would yeah. be in a personal place like because yeah, they lived at the resort school. yeah but they she said something about Everything was the same except the, like, screened room or whatever. Oh, yeah. She did say that at one point. Okay. Maybe she burnt that down. And I feel like the fire at the resort and the cop car incident would have to be two separate incidents. Yes, The cops true. aren't going to pick her up and mm-hmm. then <laughs> drive true. her to her. <laughs> Just go around the <laughs> driveway. Okay. Yeah. We're dropping you off at home, young lady. Bad. <laughs> that's a bad girl bad girl i'm assuming yes maybe she said self-destructive behavior so it's not like a one-time incident so maybe it's like over a span she's been maybe she's a fire starter and where's her dad true i was wondering that true Okay, let's go. We're cut off today. We're done. Read the next part. I think it's like (laughs) 8 to 14 or something. Whatever. See you then. Okay, goodbye. Fuck. Thank you so much for listening. Please join us over at the Book Club Babes Facebook group for book discussions and to make your book recommendations or on Instagram at bookclubbabes.pod. If you'd like to reach out to us directly, you can email us at bookclubbabes.pod at gmail.com or contact us on our website at bookclubbabes.ca. If you love the Book Club Babes podcast, please tell a friend about us. And until next time, bye! bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. 
Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.